All right, so this is exciting. We've got Dr. Troy Van Beesen back on the show. Uh, now, if anybody who didn't catch our last episode with Dr. Troy Van Beesen, uh, quick refresher, Troy's been working with guys on the PGA Tour for over 20 years now, also, also multi-sport, NFL, uh, NHL, MLB, um, working with, with players really at the height of, of the game, and specifically even Scotty Scheffler. And we've seen since we last had Troy on the show, his incredible rise to world number one. So we're excited to dive into all that and plus something new too, the Golf Forever system. That's right. We've been doing it. Yeah. So we've got a lot to talk about. So we want to welcome Dr. Troy Van Beesen back to the show. It's great to have you here. Hey guys. How are you guys all doing? Doing great. Doing fantastic. Um, so I want to jump right into this. It's kind of like picking up where we left off, where we last spoke. Uh, it was right before Scotty really started to, to everything's just started to click the wind started rolling in the masters rise to world number one so take us a little bit let's step back in time and talk about that for a second first as a foundation when did you start first start working with scotty uh so scotty and i first started working together when he was 14 years old uh so wow. it's been yeah it's been really cool he's this young kid came in he was referred to me by randy smith having some back issues that's how our relationship started uh and for me it's 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 kind of weird it's surreal it's kind of groundhog day scotty's doing what scotty's doing now with jordan speed that did back in 15 16 17 and i was working with jordan when uh, when he was 15 so it's been kind of neat it's been like groundhog day both dallas guys both texas guys both you know number one uh both masters champions so it's been really cool to see this yeah and you that that brings up a good point. You wear a lot of hats. I mean, from the training to also from the 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 medical piece. So, do is that how a lot of the relationships start from you? Is like an injury prevention or injury injury rehabilitation? Yeah, I, I would say probably eighty percent of that starts that way. I have a facility here in Dallas. It's everything under one roof for performance of, of all sports. And yeah, so Jordan and Scotty both came in at a at a young age, both with back issues, which is the common age for most. Uh, high level, I guess, junior athletes and their golfers experience starting a back pain. Uh, they both kind of went through a growth spurt with the high volume of, of swing the golf club. Gotcha. So when now, obviously you've been working with them with Scotty for quite some time before he's had this, this huge leap forward, uh, in his progression on the PGA tour. So taking us through that, when you worked with him, what were some of the biggest limitations or hurdles or issues that you had to overcome to help him unlock that performance that he's at that we see now on a week-to-week -week basis yeah good question uh a lot of work we've put a lot of work into this uh and and, and i have to give randy smith his coach credit randy's been great uh, a lot of communication between the two of us i think for scotty was just uh, as he grew from a little guy to us now he's six four two fifteen um he lost a lot of mobility in his hips, a lost a lot of mobility in between his shoulder, you know, his mid back. Uh, and and the, you have to understand the game of golf is a one-sided repetitive movement. So it's going to create in asymmetries in the body. It's going to create imbalances in the body. And so we have to correct those. And um, we still do it. We still do it every day with him. He was just in this morning. I have to stay on top of it because the golf swing creates those imbalances, creates those asymmetries. And, um, so we, I think the way the best way to look at it with Scotty is let him go through his growth spurt. Obviously, there a lot of people were, were concerned. Uh, I mean, I, we can't stop Mother Nature, so we let that happen. When he's finally stopped growing, 
you know, there's a lot of communication between me and John Fields in Texas, uh, making sure Scotty gets a lot of the individualized uh, treatment and, and training, more so for him. And John was great doing that. And then once he was turning pro, then I got my hands on him and was more of a full time. And so, like you guys mentioned, I do it all. I do the rehab. I do the therapies. I do the nutrition side of it. I do the training side of it, all the recovery. So I do wear a lot of hats uh, out there on tour. Yeah. And and every player being so different, I imagine there's a lot of similarities in what you do, but there's also a lot of differences. And Scotty, the first thing I had to think of is his unique footwork. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, from a balance standpoint, for anything like that, does that present any unique challenges for you? So next step, obviously, with Scotty, after we kind of cleaned up his body, was understanding some of the things Randy Smith wanted to uh, clean up in his golf swing. And so the right foot moving forward was a – Randy was really good. He understood that that was Scotty's natural golf swing. That was innately his part of his swing. He didn't want to make a change, which I think a lot of golf coaches would have done that. And so um, what Randy wanted to do was have that right foot on the ground as long as possible. So back in college, that right foot was actually traveling forward – uh, on the downswing. And so what we've done over the last gosh, four years now is doing a lot of what I would say, I kind of like reverse engineer the golf swing and I take what the coaches want, bring it into the gym and put them in simulated controlled movements to what I would call upload the nervous system or retrain the nervous system or the movement pattern so they can take that uh, movement onto the golf course. And so now we're at a point where you, you can see that Scotty's right foot does not move forward until post-impact. So we're at a point now where it doesn't matter. Ball's in the air. So we're we're good with where he's at now with the right foot. Um, you know, back in the day, I think when he first came out, probably college, the tee ball was not his strongest part of his game off the tee. And now on the PGA Tour, he's number one in the PGA Tour tee to green. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of work, but he, he's been committed. He's been great. He works his butt off. I push him hard. Um and obviously things, uh, you know, have been panning out for us. Troy, how often do you see the guys, especially Scotty, during the season like this, especially going into the busy season after the players? Do you see them weekly? Do you see them any, as much? Are they just rely on themselves to get this stuff done, or how does that work? No, pretty much full-time. So I travel with – I so I put in 28 weeks on the road with my guys last year. Wow. And so I'm with them, I'm with them every week, every, almost every tournament. I see them twice a day. So I'll see them before the round and after the round. And then at home, like today's an off week for us. Uh, Scotty's been in the me now. This is day three. And we'll finish one, one more up tomorrow. Tomorrow will be what I would call more of a movement-based uh, session with him, just getting moving properly, recover. We had a pretty heavy volume of lifting today. And then he'll fly out Sunday morning, and then I'll fly out Sunday night, and we'll get ready for the Masters. Yeah, which is coming up right around the corner here. So obviously, like, okay, Scotty as an example, or really any of the players you work with, Wins speak volumes. They speak for themselves or, 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 you know, world number one, all these things speak for themselves. But for you generally, when you work with a player, how do you define success in what you're doing? Do you have some sort of metric yeah. that says, Hey, th- what we're doing, this is, this is successful, whether it translates to a PGA tour win or not, this is a success for us. Yeah. I, good question. Um, I, I measure success in a lot of different ways. Uh, obviously I think the wins probably the biz, biggest success, as you guys know, it is so hard to win on the PJ tour. The talent out there is incredible. So many great golfers from around the world, but I, I take it a little pieces. So what I do a lot of testing with my players. So we'll test them. Like I've been testing Scotty since high school. We'll test their range of motion. We'll test their speed, their strength, 
Uh, we'll do a lot of functional testing, like what we do an FMS screen. We score them. Then based on those numbers, I actually compare them to where they are in their age group or, or to their colleagues they're playing against. So whether it's a college player, whether it's a high school player, whether it's now you're on the pros, this is your strength, this is your speed, this is where you are, and this is the average of the PJ Tour player. And so we're always trying to to be the best at that in the gym. Now, the gym obviously doesn't always equate to wins, as you guys know. So, but I measure, and so I, I'll give a good example. So 2021, uh, I think Scotty had, gosh, 13 top 10s or something like that and four runner-ups and, and just wasn't able to close the deal. And I think part of it was feeling comfortable back nine going down the stretch. That's You got to feel comfortable doing that with the cameras on you and everything. But we did, a, we did a cardiovascular test on him at the end of that season and we found that he just wasn't at the level he needed to be um, to close. To, to, to The way I look at it is that, and, uh, you know, I've worked with Tiger for quite a few years. And so you want to be as fresh on Thursday morning as you do on Sunday afternoon uh, going down the back nine. And so we just found that there was a fatigue issue with Scotty on Sunday afternoon going down the back nine. So off season, I pushed him hard, like really hard. I, I come from a hockey background. I used to be a professional hockey player. So my background is, is big on strong legs, strong trunk, strong glutes, uh, a lot of power, a lot of speed coming from the lower body into the upper upper body. So we did a lot of work with him. But after that, we would do a lot of HIIT uh, workouts, um, mm. or what they call burners. So after high volume of training, basically, you would do a lot of 30-second on uh, assault bike, 30-second on ball smashes, 30-second on ski skier. And my goal was to really fatigue the nervous system at that point when it's already fatigued. So when he gets put into that position on the PJ Tour, especially the, the big majors, I mean, they're physically, mentally, and emotionally draining. I mean, they're long weeks, early mornings, late nights, five hours on the round, expectations, cameras, fans. It's it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we put it, you know, we put a plan together, and I just told Scotty to stick with it, and he did. And then last year was an incredible year. So I, I guess I would measure what we did in the gym and what I guess the weaknesses and and the what we found in the gym. We we basically got rid of those and. We all saw what he did last year and obviously carried last year into this year. Yeah. And now an example like that, Scotty, is that when you look across the PGA Tour, is that an outlier or do you see that even the guys you're not working with has has that uh, commitment to fitness and training kind of made its way throughout the tour. I mean, we even saw you um, make a brief appearance on the uh, the Netflix full swing doc and you were working with, and we got to see a little bit of that behind the scenes. But us as fans, we see them play their yeah. round, but we don't see what happens after, you know, before and after. So is that more commonplace or is that unique on the tour now? Hey guys, real quick, Frank from the future here. Just want to let you know we had a little bit of a connection issue on this next question. So the audio is not going to be great, but we want to leave it in there because Troy's answer is fantastic. A lot of great knowledge here and the audio does correct itself, but just giving you the heads up, stick with us on this one. Uh, it's definitely something worth listening to. All right, let's get back to it. It is becoming more complicated. So me being out there for 21 years, there is nothing before after rounds, uh, no recovery, no warm-ups, no nothing. Uh, there's a beer and a smoke after the round, hang out. Now you got guys doing recovery, uh, crowd therapy, um, gosh, soft tissue recovery, stretching, post-workouts, right? We know what we call flush bikes. We ride a bike for 30 minutes to flush out the lactic acid, Normatec boot, infrared. Uh, it, it's crazy what has evolved the last 10 years on the PJ Tour. 
Um, and so we do a lot. So one of the big things with, with all my players is that, to, so to your point, I, I sit back and say, okay, who is dominating the PGA Tour and how are they doing it? You look at Tiger Woods and you look at a Bryson DeChambeau, a Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, and Roy McIlroy. They're overpowering guys in the golf course. And so that's our goal now with Scotty is we've cleaned him up. He's moving efficiently. He's got the endurance. He's got the strength. And now we're just working on a lot of speed. And he gained seven yards from last year, just over in the offseason. So, so to your point, the way I also look at it when I look at physics is how do you generate rotational speed? How do you generate stored energy? And I, the biggest thing I look at is I, I read a lot. And so I read TB12 book what it was seven, eight years ago, he talked a lot about muscle pliability and how you can stretch the muscle. You can create that elastic energy. And once you create that lactic energy, you can, you can go. Uh, and so that creates speed, that creates uh, a lot of power. And so what you saw on Netflix was a lot of soft tissue work that creates the muscle pliability, creates the inertial, like a stored energy, creates that what I call like a slingshot. Um, but what people also understand is the more pliable your muscle is, the more it absorb forces. And so when you start seeing guys like the Bryson, the Brooks, uh, the Tigers, Roy's really good at what he does behind the scenes because I see Roy almost every day out there. It, I think they just didn't have the recovery part down. And my goal, obviously, with Scotty is injury prevention first, number one, making sure he stays healthy, making sure that there's no injuries and or pain. Um, not going to we've been very successful with that. So... I look at a bunch of different things. And so at this point right now, if you see Scotty's win in Phoenix, he was playing against a player and he was 50 yards past him. Okay? Uh, that, that, that creates a lot of um, alpha male uh, intimidates out there. If you're playing against a guy going in the back nine, he's 50 yards ahead of you. That, you know, that's uh, the right. mental game on you. So that's where I look at it right now. And I look at it like, a, I guess, he doesn't like me saying this, but I guess like a Dustin Johnson. Uh, he's a he's guy. He's very athletic. He um, plays multiple sports, which I love. That specialization of sports is not in wasn't went there when he was a kid. He played baseball, played basketball, and uh, so I guess that's what I would look at it is how much more can I push him? How what's the ceiling for Scotty? Uh, if you would ask that question two or three years ago, the ceiling would be very high. I think we're getting pretty close. Um, if I can get an extra, you know, methodically an extra five yards out of him and still be number one tee to green, that's insane. Like you look at guys who are yeah. long, long for the biggest biggest hitters on tour, their accuracy is, in, is like 50 to 55%. Scotty right now is hitting at 67%. Uh, that's a big deal for a, for a big hitter. Um, yeah, that's why so, we see him every Sunday, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and short game and putting is good too, right? So Right. Yeah, yeah. I think my biggest thing is I, I look at it as if you're physically tired, and you see guys like this all the time. You see guys five under on Friday or Thursday, and all of a sudden Saturday, Sunday, they're non-existent, or they just yeah. It, and I think it's a fatigue issue. So to your guys' point, you know, yes, there are a, a percentage of players that train hard, recover hard, do what they need to do, be a like be a professional athlete. Um, and I, and I care that when I see in the, in, when I work with the NFL guys, the, the National Hockey League guys, what do they do behind the scenes? How do they do it? I learn a lot from those guys. I, I, and I bring that to the golf course. And a lot of things I start on the tour, other people follow. It, it's interesting. Like my, the way I do my warm-ups, the way I do a lot of things, um, people have copy it because obviously it's successful. Right. And I think and 
And another thing, too, I think uh, anytime – I'll put the hockey one into this one. Anytime you get a new coach, right, the players have to buy into the system. And how do you yeah. buy into the system? You, you, you have to become successful. And so, thankfully for me, um, I've worked with four number one players in the world, uh, worked with four Masters champions. So, you know, whether it's right or wrong how I do it, I think – um, we've been we've been pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> Success speaks for speaks for itself, that's for sure. All right, guys, we're going to get you right back to our interview with Troy Van Beesen, but we want to take a second to thank this week's sponsor. And first up, Titleist. Guys, to be your best, you have to outperform the player you were yesterday. I mean, we're exactly what we're talking about here with Troy. It's just bettering yourself. And for some of you, it might be breaking 80. For others, it might be breaking the course record. But for all of us, it's playing a golf ball we know will help us get the most out of our game. And the new Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X are the most advanced to date and will help reward your best swing like never before. Both models are longer, they're even more consistent, and they featured unrivaled control. The Pro V1, it's the best combination of distance, spin, and feel in the game. It delivers that penetrating flight. It's the ball that I play. For Mike, it's the Pro V1X. It flies higher, spins more, and in the short in the short game, and you know, it still gives you that low spin on the longer shots we want. Off the tee, we want that low spin with driver to maximize our distance. So, find out more about the new Pro V1 and the Pro V1X, including the best choice for your game at Titleist.com. The all-new Hyperflex and Hyperflex Carbon Shoes from FootJoy deliver hyper-power, hyper-control, and hyper-fit for elite tour-caliber performance. These are seriously powerful but comfortable shoes. These are gamer shoes for players focused on maxing out their performance. They provide the foundation for hyper-power designed to provide you the best swing platform possible. They keep you in place for hyper-control because all FootJoy thinks about is how to design a shoe that helps you play better. They keep you dialed in with HyperFit because a shoe that doesn't fit reduces your power input. And guys, that's a fact. We're talking about how to create all this power, right? Right. And then what are you going to do? Let it slide? Don't no. let it slide. So go check out the new HyperFlex and HyperFlex Carbon today at FootJoy.com. You guys are going to love them. You're going to love the color patterns on these things. Go check them out for yourself. And lastly, we also want to thank this week's sponsor, Tommy John. But stay tuned for this one because we've got the best deal out there right now for underwear. You guys know I've been talking about it for a long time. I've been a Tommy John guy for a long time. That's right. So when a deal like this mm -hmm. comes up, you know I stock up. And the Tommy John 360 collection is by far my favorite fit. They call it 360 because of the 360 stretch fabric. It prevents from riding up, no wedgies. These were, uh, Golf Digest uh, called them the, the best underwear for golfers. And because you want it to stay put when you're out there playing, walking 18 holes, they are comfortable. It's also comfortable for everyday wear. They've got mesh cooling zones, a contour pouch. It guarantees it's only your goals getting crushed out there, <laughs> if you know what I mean. They're also antimicrobial, anti-odor technology. These really have everything. The stay-put waistband, it won't roll. It doesn't bunch. It doesn't pinch. Effectively, it's underwear that does what it's supposed to do. And that's not get in your way. They also come in four, six, and eight inch boxer brief inseams and sizing up to 4XL. But here's the deal. It's the best deal out there. Use code Golficity. You're going to get 25% off your entire order. And I know a lot of you guys, if you're like me, you're already a Tommy John guy. You're going to use that to stock up. Now, if you're not, use that discount to try them for the first time. Just a word of warning. Once you go that way, there's no, <laughs> there's going, no going back, back. Yep. because it's just, it feels different than anything I've ever worn before. So go to tommyjohn.com, use that code golficity, get 25% off. All right, let's get back to our interview with Dr. Troy Van Beesen. 
that just leads me to another question. And you talked a little bit about recovery and things like that. I think that like we saw with golf and, and you said before, like how it was like very low seemingly on the fitness side. And then mm-hmm. some people, it could have been a knee jerk reaction. Some people with, we're trying to make the argument years ago. I remember with, with Tiger, did the pendulum swing too far? Are these guys doing too much? And that's causing them to injure themselves and shorten their careers. I even saw like a little bit with Bryson. Guys are talking about he's pushing his body too far. How do you address yep. something like that? How do you know how to keep pushing and keep making it, you know, where they're able to excel and, 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 and knock out the weaknesses without going too far? I, I Yeah, and I will agree with you. I think in some certain situations it has gone too far um like it goes from nothing when i first started to now you see a lot of guys getting into the power lifting uh, a lot of the olympic lifts but what what the problem with that is a lot of the players don't understand or their trainers that you have to build a stable mobile foundation to build from to gent to get into the power and speed and strength and it's not the sexy part it's redundant we do it every day with scotty it's just part of his program he understands so once you have a really stable mobile foundation to build from and you stay with that and you maintain that, you can get into the power and sp- speed um, and not have the body break down. And so, um, I, yeah, I think with a Bryson, because I, I see these guys, I used to see him every, every week. So um, I, I, number one is recovery. I think mm-hmm. I do think Bryson did push himself. I think with generating the amount of speed he wanted to, to create – and the one weight he wanted to put on in such a short period of time, it is very detrimental to the body, and eventually the body breaks down. And we all saw that. We had a wrist issue, a hip issue, and so he broke down. So, And it's funny, Bryson, we've talked a lot over the years, and he'd ask my advice. And I, I'd tell him, like, listen, you're going too fast. You have to understand the amount of stress, number one, on the spine. So every time you hit a driver, there's eight times of compressive shearing forces on the lumbar spine. So can your body absorb those forces? Number two is the amount of hand speed these guys have, and everybody wants to create hand speed, the small joints, the elbows, and the wrists take a tremendous amount of stress. And you do it in, you do it in your training, you do it in the range, you do it in your game, eventually they're going to start breaking down. Um, I've learned over the years I can generate more speed for a player without training speed. I can help them get faster Um by first of all, understanding a sequence of the golf swing in the gym in a controlled environment. Uh, and number number two, how can I get them to break or decelerate? If I can get certain body parts to decelerate, then they actually be able to accelerate in the golf swing. So we do a lot of, I would say, eccentric loading uh, in the gym. Uh, and, and that's so sport. Like, let's say if you're a right-handed golfer, left hip, I would do a lot of eccentric loading of the left hip, teaching that person how to decelerate to be able to create more more speeds as they kind of release the club at impact. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I want to, I want to, cause some of the stuff that you're saying is starting to ring true with mine and Mike's own experience with golf forever. So I want to kind of like pivot and talk about that for a moment. Cause we've been talking about obviously golf at the highest level, but then there's for, for the 200 or so guys on tour, there's 2 million guys playing golf, you know, every weekend. And, I think a lot of them could benefit from the fitness too. So one thing that really rang true for me, you talked about Scotty with, even with the endurance and towards the end of the round, you know, although we're not playing for the big check on Sunday, Mm -hmm. 
you know, we do put together a golf trip, you know, with the buddies and it's five rounds over three days or something like that. And it's, it's something where it's grueling, but you know, you want to play well, you want to enjoy it. Right. So that was kind of our motivation for, for trying and diving into, you know, golf forever. And not only that we have the, I have the joke with him. I call him Frankie hips because on 15th hole, the hips aren't firing anymore. And we see the scorecard blows up for both (laughs) of us on the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. We cannot close either as we get older and our bodies get more tight. None of us want to be the, just the nine hole guy. We don't, you know, we got to go the distance, Troy. Tell us a little bit about golf forever, your involvement and, and, and what, what that's doing, you know, for the sport. Yeah. So I've been with these guys a little over two years now. Um, it, first of all, it's been awesome. Uh, the, the team behind the golf forever. They're amazing people. They care about the game. They want to grow the game. Um, the program we put together, the content's been insane. The feedback we get from around the world has been amazing. That, And I look at it, you're just helping people. Like uh, I'll give you a couple, I'll give you one story. A, a gentleman texted us and he said, he's got a special needs um, child. He hasn't been able to pick it up in over two, three years. And he actually did the golf forever program and now he's able to pick up his child and, and be able to spend time with his child because he's now gotten more flexible, a little stronger, and able to, to ha- hold his child. So uh, that's the cool stuff we see all the time. That's, cool uh, that's just that's just that's just life. That's not even golf. So so we get a lot of those stories. Um, I think on the golf side of it, like you guys said, you want to play. You're your competitors. You want to beat your buddies. It's right. e- easy. It's 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 versatile. You can take it with you to hotel room. You can do it on the golf cart. You can do it on the range. Um, and I would say, I, I would say the biggest thing I've seen here in the clinic in, in Dallas or with people I get, I get feedback from golf forever is, um, a lot of guys go to the gym and work out, which is great. But what they do as we get older, we lose the, the flexibility, we lose the mobility and we can't turn like the game requires flexibility. It requires you to turn. So I think with the, the swing trainer that, that came out that we launched this year, um, it helps you be able to turn, helps you simulate the golf swing um, and stabilize the hips, stabilize the core. I mean, it's a really hard workout with it, with the swing trainer. So it's been really cool. I mean, as you guys know, I don't know if you guys know this, we have over 15,000 online members, monthly subscribers. Wow. wow. That's great. How about that? that is, and then we're over awesome. four, four. So it's, it's really great. It's really, it's helped a lot of people and it just continues to grow. And now we're in, 42 college golf teams um, around the country and over 400 big box stores. So it's been fun. I, uh, it's it's really been cool to see how this has helped a lot of people. Uh, and and you guys know this. So, and there's a lot of things we get. My back pain's gone. I can turn better. I hit it 10 yards further. Who want, who doesn't want to hit it 10 yards further at the tee with their buddies, right? Exactly. Okay. And I think so much of it is that uh, – it's the awakening when you start to do a program, you realize how limited you were before because now feeling it and after doing it for 30 days and feeling how far I can kind of turn without hitting that point where I knew before that either I would feel stiffness or sometimes a little bit of pain even I'm getting past that point. And it's like almost wasn't, I wasn't aware of it until I felt what good felt like, you know, because I think this stuff builds up over time. You know, I'm, I'm 42 years old now. Like I I spent a lot of years working at a desk. So I, you don't all of a sudden feel 20, then all of a sudden feel 40. You know, it was a, it's a slow progression where I didn't realize 
how much flexibility I was losing and how much stiffness my body was gaining from you know, work life, eight hours behind a desk. Yeah. And then when yeah. I started to do this program and I, I started to realize it, but then all of a sudden, 10, 15 days in, I'm moving a little bit better and I'm like, whoa, now I realize what I was, what I was missing. I'm sure I've got a long way to go, but that was what rang, rang true for me. Yeah, and it goes back to what I said before. If you're su- if you're successful, what you're doing, you're going to buy into that system. And I think that's what Golf Forever has done for for people who who joined us. And whether you're a pro, weekend warrior, college golf team, whoever, um, yeah, I think it's it's been cool. And I and uh, you know what I see is people work their butts off for their entire career. You know, sitting at a desk, sitting on a plane, sitting in a car, 30, 40 years, and they want to play the game they love to play when they retire, and their body won't let them. And that's that's very it's very disheartening for a lot of people that can't even play nine holes. Uh, and so I think for me and Dr. Jeremy James, who founded the company, we're both following parallel paths of trying to get people out of pain and helping people play golf better. Um, and Jeremy developed this amazing platform to reach more people. And here we are 15,000 monthly subscribers and big box and college golf. And we're like, we're, we both say, wow. And, and there's a need for it. There's a niche for it people wanting that help. And so we're able to build a platform to help a lot of people around the country. Um, so, yeah, I think I said, if, if it works and you, the pain goes away, you're hitting it further, you're able to play 12 holes instead of eight holes or finish 18 holes with no pain. Um, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been really neat to see this thing grow and, and, and help, help people. And how closely does the program itself and some of the exercises that the program takes us through, how close, closely does that resemble what you're doing? with your actual tour players? Yeah, good question. I get that question a lot. So I, what I would say on, you, on to that question is a lot of the mobility, stability, activation exercises that you guys have in, you see in the in the app is what we do with our tour players. Uh, whether it's my warm up, I don't know if you guys have gotten to this point yet, but I did a, a series of how certain swing faults are caused by certain body faults. Um, so if you hang back or you lose posture or you cast or you, um, whatever that swing fault is, I actually take you through a, a, a exercise program to better the body so you can get rid of those swing faults. Cause I would say for the most part, 70% of the swing faults people have is because of the body, not really a technique issue. Um, and that's been a struggle for me all these years is trying to let people know, listen, it's actually your body that's not allowing you to the left side. It's actually the body that's allowing you to hang back, block right, um, coming out of posture. Those are those are body issues. Those aren't technique issues. So my next my next I guess uh, phase in golf forever is I'm putting together a, 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 a training program for golf coaches to understand the body better, so they can coach you guys better. That's so that's so incredible to hear because for me, my own personal experience with driver for me, for whatever reason, I felt like, and this may relate in some way, but I felt like I was just limited at club head speed of a hundred miles an hour. I tried all different things and I'm trying <laughs> different ways that I could like, you know, from a technique standpoint. Right. Sure, so I sure. did yeah, this yeah. whole, and, and I, and I did my 30 days and now all of a sudden I'm picking up 103, 105 numbers I've never seen before. So I'm yeah, finding crazy. that I'm able to get deeper into my backswing. Like I said before, there was a, there was a governor. It felt like where I would just get to a point sure. where the stiffness would kick in. So, um, that's cool because they don't look as golfers. We are so quick to blame ourselves. Mm-hmm. It must be something I'm doing yeah. wrong. And we'll <laughs> look at every swing tip under the sun. But, uh, I think it's enlightening to hear that 
you know, as you said, 70%, it could just be that the body just uh, is not capable of doing right. it yet. Right. Oh, yeah. It is, it's a bit. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, just cut you off. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying not just you guys, but I just had a, a consult with a pretty high level PJ Tour player. He couldn't load into his right side. And they, him and his coach been banging away for two straight years. And I looked at him. I did a quick assessment. I said, you can't get to your right side because your body's not allowing you to do so. And he's like, what do you mean? This is a PGA Tour player. Yeah. And I, I gave him literally – he hasn't been able to shoot very well since the beginning of the year. Because what would happen is he would have shortness into his backswing, couldn't set the club. And then what happens is if you don't get to your right side, you're not going to get to your left side. This is the way it is. So right. he hangs back and blocks right, right? So uh, he shot four under yesterday in San Antonio. He texts me. Mm. He goes, "Are you freaking kidding me?" <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's just it's it's just that simple. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Validation right there. That's pretty cool. I yeah. was going to ask you with you um, as of us recording this, you're you're going to be flying out to Augusta for the best week of the year on tour. What I just want to know, what do you do with these guys during that week? Do you go soft on them? Like, are they pu- don't push it this week? Don't risk getting hurt. Do you change anything? And also, do you do things differently for morning tea times versus afternoon tea times? I'm always curious. Do guys wake up earlier? Do they do? Do they go all out before they go off at an eight o'clock and things like that? It's always been on my mind watching these guys. Yeah, good question. Uh, I, my I think my mentality is we do all the work in the off off weeks. Uh, as we do as much as we can going to a major, I really don't push the guys hard. We'll do some simple, what I call movement sessions, uh, just making sure they're moving, moving efficiently. Everything's good with them. Um, I think for the, for next week, it's it's probably the most stressful week as a, as a golfer, uh, more recovery based, uh, getting their, getting their sleep, getting their hydration, getting nutrition. Um, it, to your question about tea times, uh, Jordan's about two hours and 15 minutes. Scotty's two hours. Zach Johnson's, uh, two hours. Uh, if it's an early morning, like obviously it's not a full field next week. So the tea times aren't that early, but if, I mean, sometimes I'm waking up at four fifteen in the morning to get to the golf course by five to warm some guys up. So they're, yeah. <laughs> they're long days. Yep. yep. So, um, I think at this point next week is it, it balls to the wall. Everybody's going to go yeah. hard. Everybody's going to do what they need to do. Um, it's uh, it's to me it's one of my obviously my favorite weeks i've had been very successful out there we've had four master champions um i look forward to every year like everybody else does so i think i have a good um roadmap on mm-hmm. make sure make sure the guys play well and play to their best and uh, fingers crossed hopefully one of my guys gets that green jacket next week yeah man awesome. wouldn't mind seeing a repeat yep tell you that, much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would that would be success, right? That's how you measure success. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There That's you go. That's for sure. All right. So before we let you go, yeah. one last question I want to ask you is you've obviously now had a, a, a great career, uh, you know, 20 years with the PG Tour, witnessing the changes we talked about, how it's evolved. What does the future look like? Where do you think that fitness training, all this is is headed is it is it something that's just linear and it's just going to keep going you know we've even seen these arguments of rolling the ball back because guys are getting yeah. so fit where do you see it headed yeah I, good question i think as you see it every generation is it, that comes out as a better athlete we'll continue to see that i think with technology with iphones with all the technology the learning curve for these young kids is a lot shorter so they're going to come out younger and they're going to come out as better athletes um Regarding the ball, 
it's kind of funny. We had this discussion with the, with the Titleist guys at in Tampa, and the ball is the ball. They can't really do much else with the ball. So really, the distance that's you know the, the, that's going to increase is probably going to be based on the athletes that the golfer that's going to come out over the next two three generations. Um, I, I yeah, I think distance wise, I I think it's going to plateau um, over for for quite a while. Like the big, I guess the big jump we've seen the last five six years, we're learning how to how to swing faster, how to build a better athlete, uh, technique wise, what works. I think that'll plateau to a certain point. I think like baseball, right? You get to a certain point where the baseball pitchers were throwing hard, yeah. and now uh, that that's kind of plateaued. So I I love that these guys are like when I started 15, 20 years ago, these guys weren't athletes. We all know that it was smoking a cigarette on the golf course, forty pounds overweight. I love this now. I love the Scotties. I love the DJs. I love the Brooks. I love the Brysons. I I start talking to like, these guys are like. They're like NASCAR and nitric, nitric oxide. Like the power, like Rory McIlroy, when his driver's on, is awesome. I mean, this yeah. is awesome. I mean, and, and I would say, I'd argue with some guys because they want the ball roll back. You have a whole new generation of fans because they want to see Rory hit at 320. They want that power. They want that speed. It's a whole new generation that loves it. All of a sudden, you take the ball and roll it back, and now Rory's hitting it 285. You're gonna kill it. You're, you're gonna yeah. kill that that fan base. I really think so. Um, and we all know you can you can play golf courses that aren't long. Like they talk about, you got to go eight thousand yards. You're not have to go eight thousand yards. There's no chance. <laughs> Just design the golf course better. Um, Hilton Head, Colonial, Riviera. I mean, there's six courses out there that not long and they're hard. Yeah, Sawgrass even. Look about how Sawgrass is. Yeah, not a terribly sure. long, tough course. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Now, all interesting stuff. Well, listen, thank you again for taking the time to come on the show. Wish you, you know, all the best of luck with with the your journey with the Golf Forever program, with all of uh, the guys you're working with. I'm sure we'll see a lot more wins coming soon. So uh, best of luck with everything there. And, and thanks for taking the time to talk about this. I, I know we've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. So it was great having you on the show. Awesome, guys. I love talking shop with you. Let's do it again. <laughs> you got it. We'll Sounds talk soon. Thank you.